Welcome to Across the Pond, the Pan-Atlantic podcast discussing the differences between Scotland and the United States, told from the point of an American. That's me. And a Scot. That's me. Let's get it going. across the pond um this is i think probably going to be the last episode in this season of of episodes um we've sort of run out of ideas a little bit we'll take some time away and get back to it but the good thing about it being the last episode is we do have our first guest um now this was usually we know when you get to 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 know someone you get to know them first and then you go right do you want to come on my podcast we'll talk on there we've done it the opposite way around we haven't really spoken (laughs) we're going to get to know Paul during the podcast um so I guess you know you do you want to explain a little bit Paul like how this kind of came to be you kind of obviously replied to one of the posts on on Facebook about about it but do you want to just tell us why you know why you came why you just wanted to come on sure so I I saw you know like call call this number in a bathroom stall and uh, (laughs) all right (laughs) no no, no, all serious. I think we uh, we both belong to the uh, podcast group on Facebook, and uh, you guys had posted, uh, it may have been one of those Sunday poster show or whatever it was, and it seemed, once I read, read it and saw the little bit of the information, I said, that really intrigues me, because you both y'all are, you know, one's here in the U.S., and then one's there in Scotland, and I said, well, shoot, I'm like somewhere in that middle, I'm I'm a first-born generation uh, American that both my parents were born in Scotland. So um, it's funny hearing both your listening to both your perspectives on, you know, Caitlin's, uh, you know, take on things and then James, your take on things as well, too. So so I said, yeah, let me get involved with that. I'd sure love to come on. I think I can offer both of those things. And uh, like I said, it's a good thing you didn't, you know, you, you know, you knew a little bit, a little bit about that before asking me to come on, like me a serial killer or something like that right it'd be awkward to try to back out of the podcast now oh i think if we i think if we found out that you're a serial killer halfway through this that would make the podcast so much more interesting i'd be so excited honestly (laughs) it's right up my alley but um yeah no so we it's funny because we i think not long before that post went out and you replied to it caitlin and i had spoken about doing sort of interviews with the friends that we had in, in sort of like neighbouring countries to us so one of my best friends is, is from Ireland and I was going to do, we were going to get her on basically do, do exactly what we're going to do here and go ask her like her perspective of the same sort of things that we've spoken about um, and that was maybe I think a fortnight, two, three weeks before before the post went up and you replied to it so it was, it was really good timing Excellent So I think do you want to? Well, do you want to alter? I realise I've I've got so many more questions because I think you know all the American answers, but I want to know a lot of the kind of Scottish question answers from you. So, um, we can alternate it. We'll go me and you, then me and you, and then I'll just do me, 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 me for the rest of the ones because we we tried to get a list of ten, um, and I gave seven of them, and Caitlin's given me three. So yeah, I can do the first one. There you go. Go for it. Yeah. So the first question that I was interested in was, have you ever actually visited Scotland? Uh, uh, 
Very good opening question here. All this proclamation about my background and so forth. <laughs> Unfortunately, not. Oh. I have yet to to visit or as uh, some say, oh, go back home. Well, it's not my home. Mm-hmm. I wasn't born there, but I have a lot of family. And I was supposed to go to Scotland in 2017 when my cousin was getting married and my folks were my parents were going back for the wedding as well and it was my first time that my dad had been back to scotland in 50 years and uh and actually we talk we talk a little bit about him and i on my last podcast uh for uh, for father's day i recorded it and it was a, a a salute to veterans and he, he's a vet, so uh, so we, he talked a little bit about that upbringing and where he's from. So to answer the question, no, I have not. I'm still planning on it, um, hopefully hopefully sometime soon now. But I think I missed that window there in 2017 because I think that was a, a little unique experience going back with my parents for the first time, uh, seeing it and learning about where they came from and ultimately where I came, you know, I guess came from too. Yeah, that would have been It would have been cool. good, especially going, going, going back to a Scottish wedding. Because there's nothing more good, there's nothing more fun than a Scottish wedding. Apart from maybe a Scottish and Irish mixed wedding, but a Scottish wedding yeah. is just the best fun. I like the fact because when so when we when obviously when we messaged you, you were like, "Do I need to wear my kilt? Do you want me to wear my kilt on the podcast?" <laughs> now, so I'm wearing I, it right now. This is what I wanted to ask though. Did you did you did you buy a kilt to go to the wedding, or did you have a kilt? So, uh, oh, which the wedding I was supposed to go to? Yeah. So we had a, yeah, it would have been a, because uh, uh, my dad didn't have, my dad didn't have a kilt, and I think he, they ended up renting one or from there, kind of like tuxes, right? I guess yeah. in the wedding party is most of the time you may, um, I don't know, James, that's a good question as far as how's it traditionally done? Is it like if you're in a wedding party, you're wearing, you're wearing your own tartan, right? Even so, so everyone could be so everyone would be all mixed, all the groomsmen, right? Not so not not even. I mean, it, it depends on on sort of how traditional the wedding is. Uh, a lot of the time nowadays, you'll have all the groomsmen wearing the same outfit. But at, at, a, at a Scottish wedding, if you're talking a proper Scottish like traditional wedding, then everyone would wear their own kilt. So even you know guests would wear their own tartan, and the mm. groom would obviously have his, and you know it would all, it would all be different. So yeah, it was just like a sea of color. But what would usually happen is because, in the kind of traditional sense, it would just be two families coming together. You'd have basically half and half, right? So you'd ha- you'd have like half of like half the side on who had one color, and then half the side who had the other tartan. But then maybe like a few friends sort of thrown about. But nowadays, obviously, weddings are much kind of bigger affairs, so you have you know loads of different kind of tartans. But a lot of people wear suits now instead. Um, like I've got I've got a kilt. I've got my own kilt. Um, that's my own family's tartan. Um, mm. That was actually that I got. God, it was I can't even remember how long, how many years ago it was. But then my little brother, he's only like eleven. He's wearing the kilt that my dad wore when he was that age. So some, it's the kind of thing that's almost like inherited. Um, until the point where you hit eighteen, and it was like tradition that you would be given or you'd be like bought a kilt for your eighteenth birthday. Um, mm. That's sort of kind of slightly gone now, but. That's that was kind of how how originally would have worked. Well, my dad had told me it's the only time that a Scotsman gets his kilt, I guess, professionally cleaned or you know whatever the term is, is when they get married and when they die. 
See, so. I feel like you've unlocked a memory in the back of my head that I knew that <laughs> and had forgotten that I knew that. I feel like I've been told so, that as well. So listen, James, I just listened to all these things that you're giving Caitlin a hard time about. You're, you're, you knew the pledge and she didn't. <laughs> so. I know, I know. <laughs> but the thing is, we've got, we've got so many hundreds of years like worth of history like before, I... before that. So you guys have only got like, what, a couple hundred, so... Yeah, just the the late the late seventeen hundreds. See, I was see I've been listening up on on all the shows here. So right, so we we're we're still fairly new, right? Yeah. <laughs> so no, I I do have a I do have a uh, my own kilt, um, and uh, I you know the they have we have a Highlands game here in South Florida. The last last two obviously last couple of years is uh, uh, this this year and last year they had had it canceled obviously because of COVID. You know, so I'll wear it then and. Uh, we have a friend's wedding coming up and my wife has asked me to wear it. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. Cause, cause if you're like wearing a kilt and again, a lot of people don't realize it's like, yeah, it is very a form that's formal wear. Right. It is, yeah. And, but at the times when, if you're like the only one wearing a kilt to a not Scottish wedding, you become like this spectacle. And, uh, uh you know, it's, I don't know. You don't want to take away too much from it, but I don't know. It is, uh, I don't, I don't mind wearing it. So is is the kill your family tartan? Do you know? It is closest probably on my mother's side. So right, I got okay. a great, it got an interesting story. Again, this is probably you, you've heard may have heard this before. So years ago, and, and my my folks came over here in in uh, and you'll probably ask this question maybe. It, it, they came over here in the '60s uh, separately. They actually met hmm. here in the in the U.S. and. Uh, so so they've been here quite a while now and we were at some highlands game and many years ago and we were looking at the there's a guy selling kilts and so forth and we said well how do you know you know which which you know what side of the family other than your last name <laughs> the guy goes well you, you you always go with your mother's side of the family because you, sometimes you never know who your father is <laughs> Oh I feel like I feel like that's a that's a really really horrible way to look at it, but I totally get it. That's a great joke. Oh, that's quite fun. That is great. See, yeah. you say joke, Kaylin. I don't know if that man was joking. Well, no, like you know what I mean. My kind of joke. Yeah, your kind of joke. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely not a joke, but it sounds funny to the right people. Exactly. Yeah, that's fair enough. Right. Well, then leading off from that, because this was one of the questions that I wanted to ask. So obviously. Every family, every Scottish family has a tartan, but they've also got um, the crest, the family crest, and the family motto. Do you know your family motto? Um, not, not really. I, I, I do. So, my uh, grandmother's maiden name on my father's side is Robertson. So, um, you know. So I don't, my, it, the iron, the irony is I've looked up and we've been to places, you know, whether it's Epcot or somewhere where they show the whole tr- map of Ireland, Scotland and everything. And you look for your name on somewhere in the map where you originate it from. And I'd always <coughs> said that my, my actual name uh, that I go by, I said, I never see it on the map or I finally did see it one time on, it was li- on uh, uh, listed over on the Ire- Ire- Ireland map. 
And I said to my dad, I said, wait a minute. I said, I th- wait, it says that we're, our name's from Ireland. And, you know, again, as you know, James, is, yeah, you're not, somebody asks, calls you Irish, right? You'd, you'd get very uh, uh, offended by yeah, somebody referencing. Probably more offended. You'd get more offended if somebody called you English, right? Oh, absolutely. 100%. So you, you you'll so it's not as bad as getting called Irish, but then uh, so so there was like wait a bit I thought we were you know but then again obviously we were talking earlier to, earlier today about Braveheart and the references that people don't understand and how probably misrepresentation is yeah the Scots and the Irish probably get along better than this, anybody in the English. <laughs> oh no, we absolutely do. We 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 share it. It's 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 really really horrible to say, but the Scots and the Irish really share a love for the hatred that they have of the English. That's sort of where it comes from. Um, so you, you guys, are going to definitely have to disclaim this podcast for you know if you are if you're English, you probably don't want to check out this episode. <laughs> oh no! See, this is a, this is the thing is that like like I said, so my my girlfriend's English, um, and a lot of the guys that I know listen to this from the UK all are English, but it's it's a very accepted thing. There's a kind of animosity between Scotland and England that's always been there. Um, <clears throat> nowadays it's not so much vi- well, it's, it's still a little bit violent but it's not as so much sort of like battle and war it's more sports um, but it's it's still there's still a kind of animosity there but yeah when people say oh yeah you're English or they say something like oh British that just means English and stuff like that that, that, that winds Scottish people up yeah I, I remember doing that and getting yelled at <laughs> a few <laughs> times <laughs> Um, so the reason I asked about the motto, sorry, is that, so I, obviously I don't know what, I, I, I see your name on Facebook, what it goes mm-hmm. as, and I saw Robertson, like you said, so mm-hmm. I looked it up, because I wanted to know what it was, um, and it's glory is the reward of valour, it's obviously it's in Latin, but I, I can't speak Latin, so, um, the, the English translation is glory is the reward of valour, which I quite like, I think that's quite a good one. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty catchy. Yeah. Because <laughs> we... I don't. We looked this up. I think for for Caitlin when she was over here. Stone doesn't have one. Mm-mm. You guys, that's boring. And then mine is mine is fortune favors the brave, um, mm. which go. I quite like as well. Um, that's a kind of it's a running thing in my family. I think th- me and two of my uncle, sorry, two of my uncles and my dad all have our family motto ta- motto tattooed on us. Um, we try to kind of keep her like it, it's it's something that we're not a massively traditional family, but when it comes to being able to do things that are massively traditional, we will do. Right. Like wearing kilts and you know mm. Kaylee dancing and all that sort of stuff. So. Well, I do have the line rampant on my up my back shoulder blade. No, oh, nice. Um. Caitlin, do you want to ask your next question? I feel like I've rambled on for a bit there. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, So my other two questions actually have to do with, like, growing up here, but, like, your parents being Scottish. So I was wondering, like, if there were ever words or phrases that you picked up from your parents that other kids around you that obviously were American and not Scottish didn't understand. So I think one one thing that comes to mind is uh, thing me. What is it? <laughs> yeah, thing me. Thing me. What is that? Uh, it's it's. Just, <laughs> I can't believe we didn't cover that. That's a great. Well, that's a great one. I totally forgot that. That's a brilliant word. A thing me. It's just like a. 
Thing me, you know, it, it, it can mean yeah. anything. What is it? It's, it's, it's so hard to, it's so hard to describe. It's basically another way of saying a thing, like or, thing, or something, or I'm just trying to like you. It can be any, but it can be anything. Like I can say I'm going out of the shops with thing me, and my mum and dad will be like, "All oh, right, I know you. That means that means your friend." Yeah. Or yeah. like, or I've grab lost that my, thing. Grab that grab thing. That thing me. Yeah. yeah. It's so yeah. weird. Like. like it's like it's like well because you, you say thing me and you automatically we're, we Scots can mind read so we know exactly what we're talking about like yeah that thing you don't have to describe it yeah, yeah it's, it's all clues yeah yeah it's all, the no 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 the other thing me wow okay and <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> I totally forgot that one that's a brilliant word that completely that's brilliant so uh, Caitlin I'll, I'll let me give you this so we had a said my, my folks came over here in the 60s my mom finished her uh, I'd, like I said I just listened to the uh, the podcast there about school mm-hmm. which was hilarious hilarious both he's going back and forth <laughs> and so she came over here in the 64 mm-hmm. and so she was still school age and she finished she finished high school I guess we'll just say in in the US and uh, one thing is interesting and I think James talked about this on the that podcast about schooling is in in the UK, there and probably a lot around the world, a lot of American history is taught to, I guess what we would right. So we'll just say foreign foreign countries, yeah. right? Kids growing up in school, they learn about American history amongst themselves, and then obviously world history. You you in the US, you don't you know, other than maybe World War One and two, a few other things, you don't really learn a whole lot about the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that being said, so she grew up, she knew a lot about the U.S., and when, so she, they arrived in the New Jersey, they actually met New Jersey in a town in North Jersey called Kearney, and there was a lot of Irish, Scots uh, community that was there. Singer, Singer Sewing Machine had a factory there, so obviously a lot of folks probably came over and so forth. So that's where they, they, they met. And when we originally, then we moved to Florida in the early 90s. And we, somebody, she was at a supermarket and somebody said, where, where are you from? She heard her, they heard her talking and they're like, where are you from? Where's that accent from? And without a, without a beat, she says, oh, I'm from New Jersey. They're <laughs> like, that's not a New Jersey, that's not a New Jersey accent. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, you've got some. You got some jacked up New Jersey Scottish accent going on, and it's like that's not a New Jersey accent, but yeah. So th- there's there's a lot of interesting words, yeah, that we uh, we use, and uh, I don't know. But I actually I did actually we just had a, the dinner of my family here the other night was uh, some pies and brideys uh, for uh, for dinner. So so go, going off that, then do you is there like a, a piece of like Scottish culture, like really proper Scottish culture that your parents introduced to you that you sort of like kept, or that you kind of just accepted as being normal that maybe your friends around you didn't or anything like that? No, I, I nothing that really comes to mind. Um, you know, it, it's funny is it maybe they, except for the upbringing of like eating, you know, food that was what that we had that wasn't I, I was pasta or Italian or pizza or Chinese food growing up you know it was always very until until like I grew up and I was my a teenager somebody said yeah don't you remember having taco night as a kid and I'm like what was taco night there's no <laughs> such thing as taco night to us for a Scottish person yeah, there's, you know so or or let alone any type of spiciness right so yeah mince mince and 
mints and toddies. Yeah, that's about it. You know, there's yeah, we we didn't have any so bland blandness. You know, I finally had to take so many years getting out of uh, you know, some of that bland food. Even trying curry, right? Curry because you know curry in, in in Scotland or in the UK, I guess didn't come really until after they left. So they missed out on a lot of that. And they have friends that came over here in the '90s here to the U.S. that had been there when you know a lot of uh uh you know folks from pakistan and, and india had started coming into there and bringing curry and actually i know you tell me if i'm wrong though james is i think curry is like one of the top foods in scotland right yeah <clears throat> Jeez, oh, my voice went there it's um you know there's something there's something about a curry when you're drunk which just it melds it really well together and as you know scottish people just always drinking it's it's become a thing so a lot of people, it's it's nowadays obviously a curry. You know, everyone will have a curry. I have a curry for dinner. You know, maybe once, twice a week. And you know, I have my family nights where we'll get together and we'll order like loads of curries and share them between all of us. That stuff is is kind of normal. But if you go out on a night out, so you're in a nightclub or whatever, and you come out and there's these these wee like I don't want to say restaurants because they're not, but little like kind of it's called Pop-up. bistro. Yeah, yeah it's kind of they're like what we would. Yeah, but but one of the things a lot of people will get is chips and curry sauce, and it's mm. just it's just it's what you would call fries, I suppose, just drowned in in just a gen- generic curry sauce. I know, I know uh, what chips, I know what chips are. Yeah, no, I know, but I was just <laughs> just for the rest of the American weirdos that listen and call them chips, and I'm thinking about blooming crisps and all, uh, just all over the place. Yeah, sorry, um, I had to start, I had to take a pause there and, and make another uh, drink here, so. That's quite right. Um, that just reminds me. I remember when I was in Glasgow. I just remember seeing so many like Indian restaurants, and I thought it was so strange. But I guess it is just because there were so many introduced back in the day, and it's just so popular. That's now. things that so we we don't get any sort of like Mexican food. Like there's no. nothing Mm-mm. really like that. Except like very specific I think, places that do it, like it's 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 not you don't get the kind of all over the place type thing that you, I feel like you guys wasn't you guys it get. when I was there that they opened like the first Taco Bell or something and everyone was like what the <clears> heck <throat> is this? It was the first the first Taco Bell in Scotland opened. Yeah, so weird. Like, what, oh my two, god, two three three years ago now that I think it was three three years ago. Yeah, something like that. It was really wasn't that long ago. I've still not been. Yeah, diet so, don't go. So- <laughs> So 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 you see this see Taco Bell for, in Scotland is probably a, a great idea because again, like you're saying, is late night drinking or or trying to sober up eating a curry, right? That's what usually is the stop at is at the end of the night after going out and drinking is a stop at Taco Bell because they're open at like two a.m. and you go through that drive through and eat those sixty nine cent tacos, it's like. The bomb, right? See, I, I feel like you really, castle, str- like I feel like you really struck a really struck a chord with Kate. <laughs> See, because no, you're just facing. You're just like nodding, like yeah. yeah so that's, that's it. I started <laughs> drinking when I was in Scotland. It was not I couldn't legally drink in America before then. So when I started drinking in Scotland, after I would get drunk, I would always go out and get chips. So when I came back to America and it was legal for me to drink here, I was mad because after I was done drinking, I couldn't go get chips anywhere. It was like pizza or taco bell and it's just not as good and it makes me so angry that every time i get drunk now i can't go get like a good like basket of uh chips so annoying so 
you know, obviously, again, I'm talking about food and everything there, but so we we spoke about it when we spoke about food, and we mentioned that you can. It's really difficult to import haggis and black pudding into the states, right? Mm-hmm. But have you ever had haggis and or black pudding? I just had black pudding this morning. No, this is the, now. I need a fo- I need to ask a follow up question because was it proper black pudding? I. I you know I did not uh you know certify the uh, <laughs> what I was served on my plate and I just was at my parents' house actually I just where I you know, was driving down back back oh, to uh, if South, it was your South parents' Florida. house then it's definitely proper black pudding yeah. that's fine I'm happy <laughs> so my uh, they're telling a story that my niece was there this past weekend and you know she's she's like four or five years old and so they were making breakfast and they she said oh yeah that that, that black thing and she they were asked what are you talking about and my nephew says oh uh oh no pudding she's just saying we're having pudding for breakfast <laughs> and i was like oh well wait till she old enough to find out what exactly that is yeah there's never yeah. there's never been anything other else called pudding that has boiled blood in it it's, it's not quite a yeah right <laughs> It's, it doesn't. It's, it doesn't. It's, I know. Obviously, Kaylin, you don't. You don't really eat meat, but it doesn't sound appetizing to someone who does anyway. But it is. It's just so good. Unless you like like no, raw have... steaks, then maybe. Yeah. Well, I you know like a prime rib, yeah. right? Prime ribs, pretty. You know that's pretty. Bloody. But yeah. But I yeah I have had. Well, again, I can't tell you for certain if it was officially you know, real haggis or f- American version of haggis, or I think it was uh, at a wedding. It actually was at a Scottish wedding that I was at here here in Florida oh, back in the mid-90s. And, uh, and you know, they said that it was, ha- you know, was haggis. So, you know, so I tried it and, you know, I was like, eh, okay. Of all, all, the, all the other crap that, you know, were served as Scots to eat, you know, like I said, it's, it's all mashed up and <laughs> don't think about what it is. Yeah, don't think don't about you, what it is. Don't yeah, well yeah, don't you think the the great the best line in So I Married an Ex Murderer, right? I've never seen it. I, I can't oh. I've never seen I it. Now, I know oh. I know it's Mike Myers oh. playing a Scottish person, but I've never seen it. And I got a story about that too, if when you're ready, I'll I'll tell you. But it, yeah, right. The line in the movie is he's a butcher. And somebody asks or no, he's not the butcher. His girlfriend's a butcher he goes in to buy you know stuff and she says do you really eat do you really eat this you know haggis she's like he goes no only on a dare <laughs> honestly i we, i mean i i, I love this stuff i really do it's, it's something it's not something that we eat very often um because my little brother's a bit of a weirdo and doesn't like that sort of stuff but it's <laughs> i i love it man it's, it's so good but then the other sort of stereotypical Scottish thing that I do have to ask about is Iron Brew. I love Iron Brew. Have you had Iron Brew? You do love Iron Brew, don't you? I do. Yeah, I miss it. I, I've i never been a, you know, never been a fan of it. And uh, I, I think it's just, it's just a little too, too, it's a little too harsh. I, guess. I get that. I get that. It can be. Yeah. You know, I know it's great probably for hangover stuff, you know, uh, or, you know, but, not a and and so there there is actually a a place here in Florida on the west coast of Florida that is a a, a, a Scottish shop uh, 
market, huh. and uh, they originated from the place I was talking about, New Jersey, and then they might retire to the south, and they've got all that stuff there. And and actually, here you'll like this, James. So, um, here in Florida, our supermarket Publix, yes, actually has uh oh, don't switch, don't switch. Actually has uh, candy and uh, you know you know what am I drawing a blank on crunchies you know all that stuff oh, and yes love a crunchy a crunchy so, do you know what I do you know a crunchy is, is honeycomb yeah. wrapped in chocolate it's amazing yeah oh oh yeah so do you know what aisle it's in and again oh. I never thought and, and again I'm not to say this to offend anybody I just but just never thought I would associate it myself as that my her, her, heritage etc as you want to take any guess what what island it was in i know what it is oh, you do you know what it is as well so no I'm, i know i feel like i'm gonna no i've got no idea because so, i think this so, is like already though like you see what islet's in like we don't even have like there's nothing like specifically that we just have is it meat so, this goes in this island is it milk it goes in this island no. is it? <laughs> so this is the we, so the british candy is also in it's in the isle the ethnic aisle mm-hmm. with all the other things that are not. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, I've Again, never thought of myself not... as ethnic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I agree. You know, I just never thought. You know, I, I you know, I, I know. It probably sounds really terrible me saying this. Like, oh well, you don't think you're ethnic? Was wrong with this ethnic or that ethnic? You know, but no, yeah, it's just, I suppose. You know, so yeah, so yeah, so occasionally, we, yeah, we we'll get some uh, some some of the some of the more popular candy, you know, crunchies and flakes and. Arrows and uh, and things like that. Do so, you guys have digestives yeah. at your Publix? I I oh. don't know, <laughs> but I heard how much you love. I heard how much you love. <laughs> I do, and I have not been able to find them again recently. I know, and, and maybe now there's the reason why. You know, maybe my mom had always curbed me like from eating because they are really good. Yes, right? especially the ones with the the chocolate. Yes. you know, chocolate on one side. Yeah, and probably there's now. Now I know why you guys explain. You know why it was. Uh, probably keen not to eat the whole sleeve of you know uh of of you know because you'll probably be really regulating a little too much then <laughs> i've never felt left out <laughs> i've never felt left out of a conversation about digestives before and it's between two americans it's really upsetting <laughs> me i was like what because i was gonna say if you guys do have them i was like dang maybe i do need to go to florida again <laughs> let's send you a care let's send you a care package <laughs> There you go. Oh, believe me, I looked into doing that not long after Caitlin left. I knew that she'd taken, a, was it two two packets of digestives yeah. from one of the shops in a suitcase. I'd looked into doing that to like, wonder how, how I could do it. I couldn't find fucking anywhere that would send them. Yeah. It's all right. But I, yeah, I think there's a couple, there's a, there's a, there's a few places here. And I think that's one thing we miss about living up in, uh, in New, the New Jersey area where there's that, that, you know, Irish and Scottish community where there's a butcher shops and, you know, the bakery, you know, and Empire Biscuits and, yeah, you know, that that's, again, now I can understand why, you know, there's there's unfortunately a stereotype about, you know, British people having bad teeth because there's all the goddamn sugar and sweets, you know, that's... Uh, <laughs> It's so, no, it's so good. absolutely, absolutely <laughs> correct. It's especially in Scotland. I think Scotland is, I think, I think Scotland is actually the second, second most obese country in the world. Oh wow! After the USA, I mean, yes, it's 
It, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of right heavy. I will notes. say, don't don't quote me on that. That could be absolutely very wrong. But I feel like that's something that I, I I've heard. There was a real issue a couple of years ago. It's the reason that they they took all the fucking sugar out of Iron Brew and everyone was raging because it was it it went from being really good to being a bit kind of nah. Right. I, it's it's well. I mean, it's and I might, like just you know not to get too uh, you know deep here, but it, I you know I've have uh, you know heart you know. Uh, what it was the word, uh, you know, history, hereditary, you know, my, you know, fa- you know, father's side, grandfather's side, and so forth. So it is, um, so it's a, it's a legit thing, right? And I don't know all that food, you know, whether it's the fried food or this, it's like all this stuff that just tastes so damn good, right? It, but it's it's so not good for you either, too. But I don't know. No, I don't. So it's. it's- well, it's why we get the kind of rep with things like you know deep fried Mars bars and, and right. all that sort of stuff, which I, I've I, I've still never tried. I don't. I think I've maybe had a bite of one once, and you know you can you can you can taste the heart disease. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. Oh my god. So this is the thing. Like this, it's a, it's a running joke. This is a running joke between my friends. Like when I was when I was at school, uh, I moved halfway through my secondary school. Um, and one of the things in the new school they had was this little stall that sold like morning rolls, like breakfast rolls. And I would always go in with my friend and we'd always get like a roll in bacon or a roll in square sausage, stuff like that. Um, but there was one morning where we had a quite an important rugby game that afternoon, but we were both starving. And I got a, a roll, bacon, square sausage, link sausage, black pudding, potato scone, all in one roll. <sighs> And see, but that's the thing is, you, you go, oh. oh, that sounds amazing. But then I could feel yes. my arteries clogging up, like as I was eating it. It was, it was, don't be wrong, worth it. It was absolutely worth it. Exactly. But, but I just, I could, I could feel myself all just sort of, just everything just kind of getting tighter, and it was horrible. My breath got laboured and all sorts. But yeah, but the, oh, but the great it. thing is when you're when you're when you're dying of you know uh, you know heart disease and, and your deathbed what, what are you going to ask for you know what you're going to ask for you're going to ask for a fried egg and a toddy scone and you know and a, and a nice sausage right oh absolutely 100 <laughs> percent. so sorry sorry caitlin i think I, i'm getting getting way off getting everybody all way off track here so this might be a two-hour podcast so <laughs> no it's totally fine i'm just over here like i cannot relate to any of this at all do not eat meat well now you know how i felt when you two were talking about digestives yeah yeah let's talk let's talk about some american stuff now <laughs> uh well what one of the so one of uh it's a friend of mine that listens his name's nasif he's from bangladesh so it's kind of interesting that he's listening in because he will have no idea about either side of things so what then which which country's sort of culture do you think you would prefer like long term i know obviously you've got you know family and everything in, in america but in terms of if you had to take all that out and just go by culture which do you think you'd prefer that's 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 a really good question. Um, I know my right. answer you know, because <laughs> it, it's because I was born here, and I and I would have to say here he is an American, right? Even though, as I said, and I and I and I've mentioned this to to people from time to time when we're talking about things, is you know I said I'm a first generation. And they were like, they look at me and they're like, I said, look, for, for here in the U.S. right now, when people say that they might be a first generation American, they're obviously uh, 
again, I'm not not to, not to, I'm the way I'm probably going to explain this really poorly, but so I don't mean any ill kind of you know you know negativity, but I don't probably look like the right skin color to be a first generation American. Right. Okay. And, and I right. So again, there's because we have a lot of immigration going on, and again, this whole country, everyone's still trying to come here, and you know from all over, and all these things, and um. Yeah, so I think a lot of people are surprised when they hear that. Now, I'm in my late late 40s, and like I said, my parents came here in the 60s, and obviously immigration rules are different. And, and on top of it is, and like I said, the podcast that I had just done with with my dad, is in, he came over here in the 60s, and part of the coming into the U.S. Mm-hmm. is once you get your papers, green, pa- green, green card, whatever it was, working papers, you also are subject to being part of the draft, yeah. You know, and he was drafted to Vietnam, oh, wow. so he wasn't he wasn't a citi- he wasn't a citizen yet, mm-hmm. right? And so when he did his service, his tour, he got out. He, and that you know, he got he became a citizen after serving service. Now I asked him that question. I said, so you could have went back to Scotland and just said, hey, for, forget that. I'm you know I don't want any part of this, and I'm leaving, right? You know, like a lot of people did during that time, and uh, and and likely he you know it doesn't he doesn't he doesn't look back or 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 discredit or whatever you want to call it his his heritage or where he came from and so forth. He definitely defi- identifies as an American, even though now he's been here since the '60s. He has served this this country. It feels very strongly, especially after 9/11 and things like that. You know, you know, but he still has that you know looks as a scott right um so i think there's some of that too i don't know james i could be totally different i could go find finally go back to to you know go to scotland visit see all these things and and you know i may feel totally different but it's a uh, it's like a lot of people they look back at their you know the movie the the roots the movie roots back in the 70s right where everybody and now everybody wants to do ancestry stuff they want to see they want to know where they came from and and even my wife just recently did the twenty three and me thing and you know found out that I'm this, this and this, right? So, you know, be weird if you do twenty three and me and you think you're you think you're one thing and after you find out you're like, Oh yeah, you're like something totally different and totally deflates your whole world because <laughs> you've been living a lie your whole life. But uh no, so to answer the question, I know that was a, I know that was a long answer. Uh, yeah, I would say I identify more as an American because I've I've grown up here and my children are now, you know, have grown up here too. So that's that's quite interesting about your your dad, because um, I've I've listened to a couple. I can't even remember which episodes, but I listened to a couple of the episodes of your podcast. But I hadn't I hadn't gotten to that one yet, um, but I saw that it, I, I saw it and I thought that'll be quite good because me and my dad. That's it, it, it. From what I kind of gathered, especially talking about music and and, and alcohol, it's very similar to the sort of things that me and my dad talk about as well. Um, so does your do, do your parents still like? Is there still a Scottish accent? I was about to ask that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I said yes. That sounds like that sounds like Caitlin trying to do a Scottish accent. It, it did, yes. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's it's what's it's bad is I I people ask me like where's my accent and I'm like I was born here I grew up you know and again like I said my mom had uh, it was a, a girl that grew up in school high school finished high school here. 
and my dad, you know, had come over here very early on, and he lost his accent. He'd done a lot of traveling, actually, when he was, uh, his, my grandfather worked for BP. So they did a lot of traveling when he was younger. And uh, so he actually doesn't have much, he doesn't have an accent. At least, you know, it's funny, is that I can tell, right? I can't obviously tell their accents when I'm around them. I do know that, uh, that, you know, at family gatherings, if I had friends visiting or over, and all my family, mostly my mom's side, has been around, I had a, uh, they were like, especially my grandmother. <laughs> my grandmother was a pistol. She, she would, she, people couldn't understand her. And she'd become over here in the same time my mom did. And we're like, that accent just had never gone away. And uh, so my mom, she may still have a little bit of an accent. Again, I can't tell. Other people can pick up a little bit about her. Certain kind of words probably will give it away. Uh, but she doesn't have a heavy accent because she's been here for a long time now. So, yeah, but, that make, that makes sense. It's, it's quite. I think it's quite a tough accent to cut through. Um, it's one that, that I wish, a lot of people I wish, don't really yeah, lose. Right, and I wish I had a better accent. And I don't even try because I feel like I, it just comes. It's going to come off like a really bad Scottish accent, even though. I rightfully should be able to 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 speak with an accent given it, but I'm like I I just don't bother, you know. I laugh at people when they try to do an accent. I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, I can't stand. There's nothing worse as a Scottish person when someone, especially, you know, no offense to the two of you or anything, but especially Americans, because never do it correctly. Don't get me wrong, Mike Myers, <laughs> he's done it a couple of times quite well, but other than that, it's really difficult. To, like we like we said with Braveheart, it's fucking awful accent the the saturday night live skits that they've done it, there's obviously I'll, i'm gonna work backwards from my examples here is the one they recently did with james mcavoy was fucking awesome so that's the, the one thing he was like, like he he sort of uh-oh. became oh. oh he became a bit of a an interesting figure james mcavoy because mm-hmm. he doesn't play he doesn't play scottish people very often right but so when he did, he, he's done it a couple of times. In like, um, he did it in a film called Filth, uh, mm. and really, like that's just about it for for ones that I can actually remember. Like he, he doesn't. It's, it's a running joke between my girlfriend and I that James McAvoy is a professional Englishman. So it's just what he's, it's what he seems to do. Is he always he always plays English characters, and I understand that. Like I get why some people do that and some people don't. Like it it, it makes sense because. Well, he- like Con- like Sean Connery, like that's that that is an accent that that is stuck, and it's become a joke because he, he couldn't cut through it. Like I, I don't know, I've not seen the whole film, but The Hunt for Red October, and obviously he mm. plays a, he plays a Russian guy. <laughs> yeah, right. A Russian guy that sounds like he's from Glasgow, and it doesn't really work. <laughs> so yeah. I think it's 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 interesting that you know that you're. Your mum and dad kind of both sort of lost. Yeah, I guess. I guess when they're being so young, I understand that 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 does make a difference to it. Yeah, um, and, and when you, and when you're around when you're around a lot of people that are not speaking again, when you're when they're obviously around other Scots, it does come out a little bit more because you're 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 hearing Scots who may have a little bit stronger of an accent or or whatnot. But yeah, I I, I don't think as much. And uh, I like I said, I wish I did have the accent or at least speak a little bit better and i've never you never tried because i'm not going to try to attempt to you know again i understand the words and james i'm really disappointed i'm going to call you out here 
I'm really disappointed that you did not include in the 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 literature the the, the podcast you just did on the books and writers. You did not include the guy who wrote Our Willie. See, this this is the thing is that I've really thought that <laughs> things like Our Willie and everything would be so niche that it wouldn't even it wouldn't make any sense. I've got I I had I went from the ages of about five to nine. I got the the annual Our Willie books. Mm-hmm. Um, Caitlin, to explain to you, Ur Willie is basically a wee kid from the scheme in Glasgow who sits on a bucket. That's about it. He just sits on a um, bucket? He sits on a bucket and he meets people. And that's that's essentially the whole thing. It's basically, is it I, a, I don't even know if you've heard, have you, like a kid have you heard story? of Dennis the Menace. Yes, I've heard of Dennis the Menace. Right. He's like, he's like a very Scottish version of Dennis the Menace. Got it. Same sort of idea in terms of the books. Okay. Right. So you know that Dennis the Menace was in the Beano? No. Like that was the name of like the okay, well that was the name of the book. It was Dennis the Menace and Jinx the Minx, whatever the fuck her name was and right, so, <laughs> but but uh Urwally was like a very Scottish version of that. Um oh. But at the same time I've got no idea who wrote that, so I just know the stories. <laughs> I've never but I was that's the, I was trying to think of like Scottish writers, yeah, but ones who who have like who are at least sort of partly in, in the sort of modern zeitgeist and that people know right but um i did feel that Urwilly was a bit niche i'm gonna be honest i think that i've got friends from edinburgh who wouldn't know what Urwilly is oh oh and again i grew up here right i know i, know. I had i got the i got the hands on the books and things like that too so no but i i was just i just was thinking about that i said i was just listening to it so i was like oh i gotta have to mention it. books and, and scottish it's like oh what about that or willie so anyway yeah so, so the last thing, the last yeah. thing I want to ask you is: so you mentioned you mentioned your your grandmother there and said that what was the, you said she was a pistol. So that, that again, that's not really a phrase that gets used very often here. But so was there? I'm trying to think of the best way to word this. I'll tell you what: there's a story that I, I heard a while ago. It's about a, a Samoan rugby player. Um, this guy, his entire family was all Samoan except his grandmother on his mum's side I think it is um, it's a Scottish woman and obviously Samoans are sort of stereotypically very large big bulky strong people and he said the person in his family who all of the family were afraid of the most was this wee small Scottish grandmother because she had so much power in the voice and the accent that they just you know nobody would mess with her and everyone would just it would just be like oh that, that is respect there is it the same sort of thing? So uh, yeah, I yeah I don't know if there was a whole lot of. Uh, she definitely had her typical Glaswegian uh, wit and sarcasm and uh, one-liner zingers, whatever you want to call it. Right? You know, I mean, there's been very many of them. Right? I, I'll give you a couple. So I remember uh, when I was before I moved out of moved out of my parents' house. We've been living in Florida, and she was visiting, and I came and I wasn't feeling well. Right? Uh, she now she's like, "Oh, what's that?" And she she's like a little bit of a night owl, and she said, "She's like, oh, it's like, oh, well, let me make you a little hot, little hot toddy, right?" And then and then so my mom was already she was already uh, you know wasn't she? Then my mom finds out that my grandmother was making hot toddies with like their good scotch, right? So. so so she wasn't happy about that, you know, and uh, she, there was another time we sat down some sometime back in the 90s, and I said, all right, well, hey, let's sit down, 
I want to do this whole family tree thing. I'm actually going to write, you know, before computers and stuff, kids, like this is the 90s, right? So I had my piece of paper, and again, um, my mom is one of, let me do the math here, one, two, three, four, five, six, hold on, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six kids. So my mom's one of six kids. So I actually start writing out the names and the boxes and the, you know, like the typical family tree. And I, look, I'm running out of paper and I just, I started on the first, I'm already on the, I haven't even started even going backwards yet. And I said, Grant, I says, why'd you have so many kids? She goes, she's like, well, we didn't have a TV. <laughs> I like her. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wow, okay. You know, uh, so, it, it, yeah, it was just that's that. brilliant. I, I mean, again, she's, this is what she tells her grand, grandson, right? You know, and again, that, you know, but, uh, you know, again, I think, James, that's some of it is I do, uh, you know, look forward to Miss. I think I will be definitely, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I go visit Scotland. How I would get perceived, you know. Obviously, I'd have to. I'm gonna have to take some shit first, right? You know, hundred percent, uh, right? Absolutely, and then, yeah. and then see where you fall and stand. And again, I, I'm not proclaiming to be X, Y, Z, but it's still at the same time. I know there is a, and I see, st- I see some of that in some of the the things I will zing, and I'm like, is that just who I am, or is that just how I got brought up, or it's just part of the DNA or whatever? But yeah. So yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I miss her, you know, again, you know, she passed away a few, you know, quite a few years ago now, but, uh, this has some interesting story, but here's, here's an interesting thing my mom told me about. So my grandmother was born in 1925 and she, the story my mom told me was, uh, well, my grandmother recalls, you know, again, during World War II, during the Blitz, Blitzkrieg and so forth, is that they, uh, were, they went, her, when my grandmother was a little girl, her and her friend went to the movies and, uh, I guess when they came home, the, her friend's friend's house or whatever was wasn't there anymore. There was bombing, etc. But something interesting that she had mentioned, she told my mom was after you know she my grandmother recalls before World War II was the weather in Scotland was different than what it was after the war, and whether it was just the amount of bombing or or uh, just again it was a world war right the amount of bombs everywhere. And, you know, and I think there's actually some stories. It's something good, be good to look up to validate this is that the amount of bombings that, you know, happened is did it shift the access of the earth a little bit that created this different weather pattern for Scotland, right? And uh, I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. So my grandmother would always tell my mom that all the, you know, for many, many years afterwards and so forth. She just remembers, like, yeah, yeah, I don't remember the weather ever being like it is, it was when I was a kid and et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, but yeah, so yeah, some interesting things, uh, you know, both, both my folks, my mom grew up in Glasgow. Uh, so here, here's an interesting one for you. And again, you don't want to probably get touched, uh, touch upon this touchy subject here is about, uh, obviously, so, Caitlin, you kn- you know that depending on what football club you support, <laughs> somebody can tell what religion you are, right? Like in Scotland? Yes. 
Uh, yeah, we're talking about our football, not 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 American football. Yeah, I feel like we talked yeah, about this soccer, before, soccer. but now I don't. We did. Remember we, we, spoke, it. we spoke about this in the in the sports one. We did. We spoke about it. Basically, oh, yeah, it was the one that you, we didn't put live though because we messed it up. So I don't remember it. We messed uh, up, did we? Yeah. We messed up. Yeah, we did. You didn't click. <laughs> Um, yeah, so basically, it, it's it's a very sort of general statement, but the kind of general thing is that if you support Celtic, you're Catholic, and you support Rangers, you're Protestant. Okay. That's just, it's, it's not, I think nowadays it's sort of slightly drifting away from that, because modern world, less people are religious, but that seems to be sort of, yeah. Sorry, uh, you go continue your story. Right. <laughs> right, so 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 my mom's a Celtic supporter, my dad's a Ranger, so figure that one out. It sounds like me and yeah, my boyfriend. I know, I know a few. I know a few. I know a few couples that are like that. They just, just, they just refuse to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, well, like I was saying, my my I'm Scottish. My girlfriend's English. I've got to send watch them be better at every sport than we are. Every single time we play. <laughs> hey, they hey they did tie right. They did. They did. Um, That's right. This was saying if England if England do win this game, uh, Scotland are the only team that they've played that they haven't beaten. During the Euros, which is which is good for us, but I mean, yeah, we still we, we still didn't win, so right. So, um, right. right. Well, the last thing that I think we've got about ten minutes or so left. I want to talk about your podcast because music and and rum, two things that I hold very close to my heart. Um, I, so, have you tried, have you tried um, a Scot any Scottish rum? I have not yet. No, right? Because I was so recently. I bought a bottle called Dark Matter. Dark Matter. I think it's actually based in Glasgow, around about Glasgow. Okay. Um, really, really lovely stuff. I don't know. So, do you when you have you got a preference with like say white rum, dark rum, spiced, anything like that? No, as long as it's free, it's okay. It's for me. Fair enough. <laughs> That's my um, my motto. <laughs> No, I I haven't tried yet, and it, that is that is one of the tricky things about uh, rum or craft rum. Craft rum is really starting to grow all obviously all over the con- the world, and like here in the U.S., you you would think it would be easy to get. I had a guest on. He's a, he lives in uh, in, in uh, uh, just not that far. Uh, I'm drawing a blank, but he lives in England. I'll just say that. And he does rum reviews and, and gives his uh, his thoughts on different rums. And he asked me about a rum that, like, I... He goes, oh, yeah, have you had this? And I go, no. And he was... He, and this rum was made in Colorado. He's tried this rum that I haven't tried yet. And he just was, like, really surprised that I hadn't tried this rum that's, that's here in the U.S. And he got his hands on it bef- easier than I could because it is still tough to move rum... It's all whole about how it gets distributed. So if you've got a good distributor being able to move your product within the U.S., within the within the state within the state you live in, within the country you live in, or let let alone outside the country, um, it's very difficult to get stuff. And I had an interview earlier this year, Jacobite Spirits, uh, J- Jamie uh, from Jacobite Spirits. And uh, great, you know, again, we were hitting off on all these little nuances about being Scottish. And they had started up, and uh, and there's like this resurgence of rum in Scotland, 
and there's like you said, Dark Matters one, Jacobites mm-hmm. one. There, there's and quite a few other ones, and there's a whole deep history. Uh, even my dad was telling me about that. You know, rum actually used to be one of the main drinks in Scotland or liquor spirits. Uh, you know, whereas most people think of scotch, right? Most Scots yeah. probably don't drink scotch, right? It no, does no, have no, to have it's, an acquired it's a kind of it's, oh, it's absolutely an acquired taste. Um, yeah, hundred percent is. Yep. So I haven't tried any, uh, you know, any Scottish rum yet. I'm hoping, you know, Jamie still remembers, uh, you know, when he travels back here to the U.S. Uh, to maybe bring me a bottle of some sort. But uh, or or if yeah, you want to come, if you want to come and visit James, you're know, definitely more than welcome to stock up your suitcase with nothing but booze. You know, <laughs> surefire way to get lifted at the airport. That sounds great. Because <laughs> I've I've never no because I've never been I've never been to the states. Um, okay, it's, and it's it's something I have always wanted to do because I just feel like. I feel both because I, I do want to see it. Like, you see it everywhere, and you know I know it's obviously not like it is on TV and movies, but you see it growing up. Like that, that's America was pretty much all I saw in, in TV and movies, and I was like, oh, be cool to visit there, cool to visit there, and everything. But also because I know that Scottish people are fairly well received. Yes, I feel like that'll be quite good fun to go out having a drink and just being like, fuck it, I'm Scottish, let's get drunk with anyone I oh. met. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's just it, right? The the accent alone is like you know for you know is what gets what gets gets you in the door. Well, my un- my uncle spent time in there. He was he spent a couple of years in in Denver. Uh, it must have been about ten years ago, eleven years ago now. But that's what he said. He was like you could walk into a, a, a pub anywhere or a bar anywhere. They would hear you speak, and then everyone would want to sit and drink with you the entire night. And I was like, that sounds like great. Professional fun. drinker here. Professional drinker. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think it's just because like it's a different accent. Because even when I was in Scotland, like when I the first few weeks I was there, when I would go to pubs and stuff, when people around me would hear me speak, they'd be like, "Oh, you're American. I love your accent. Like, sit and talk to me." And I would be like, "This is weird. No." But like, they would buy me drinks and stuff. <laughs> I feel like you're describing the first yeah. time we went out. <laughs> no, I'm not. Because <laughs> we, we, I mean, we didn't actually, we didn't drink that, we didn't drink all to, like that much no. together. We had like a couple of occasions, but the one time where we properly, we went, what we would say over here, we went out, out. <laughs> which means, we, yeah, we went out like night to like the club and night to the dance and everything. I, I disappeared to the bathroom at one point in the evening to come back to find Caitlin surrounded by four Scottish girls. Yes. Like she'd made all these new best pals, and they'd taken a photo in the nightclub yes. when I wasn't there. Like there's, and and I was away for maybe a, maybe two minutes, maybe three minutes at most. I still have this photo, and I have no idea who the girls are. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> well, I think that's yeah. It, there's it's something different, right? Yeah. There's an exoticness, or uh, you know, and 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 right, it goes both ways. To your point, Caitlin, is you've you're you're a little bit different, so they're than what they're norm used to. People are normally hearing, and uh, ask a lot of questions. You know, yeah, uh, you know. The the, the funny thing is, uh, my mama told me she had she had she had went back to Scotland like sometime in the back in the nineties, and she would went to uh, the the tattoo. The Edinburgh tattoo, and I guess somebody had, you know, 
they were they were talk, talking up the crowd, the MC, and he said, "All right, well, who's from the U.S. America?" And you know, oh, okay, who's from New Jersey, New York? You know, okay, please make sure you get rid of your guns. You know, there was or whatever the <laughs> reference was. You know, that, again, Americans yeah. have all these guns and stuff. So, um, but yeah, I, I think it's you know kind of and I'm very careful to kind of interject to ask a question. I got to listen to an accent really well first. Before I even asked them where are they from or where it's like or where are they from from Scotland or because again you can definitely you can get the wrong you get it wrong and <laughs> you're definitely yeah. gonna get a dirty look. People will take offense, especially if if there's someone from Glasgow and you ask them if they're from Edinburgh. That, that's a, that's a big one that that people do tend to get a bit sort of a bit pissed off about and they'll be a, they'll be a bit upset that you've asked them. Um, yep. But the, the good th- this is the good thing is is that Scotland is the kind of place where hundred percent we will tell you to go fuck yourself. But at the same time, we're really really helpful and we're really nice if we need to be. Like it's it's a really bizarre mix of of pure anger and just real generosity and niceness. It's the best thing. Brutal 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 honesty, right? Oh, absolutely. That that that's everyone. There's nothing I've never met someone in Scotland that wasn't at least some part brutally honest about something. Well, using using the uh, <laughs> the last I don't know what it was your last show there you're referencing. I guess that book that you talk about filth or uh, that McAvoy was in. Yeah, the line in there about say fucking cow. You know, it was like. <laughs> It's oh like, yeah, that's who uses, one, who, yeah, yeah. Nobody uses that but Scots, right? Well, that's the <laughs> thing. That's, that's pretty brutal. Like to put it in that tone, in that sense, it's like, man, you are yeah. getting to the point with that. <laughs> one of the, I don't know. Obviously, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen Train Spotting? You ever seen the film Train Spotting? Yes. Yeah. So the scene in that yes. where you know they're up in they're up in the Highlands and there's these lovely hills and everything and. You know, one of the guys goes, you know, just it makes you proud to be Scottish. And then Hugh McGregor's character just goes, it's shite being Scottish. Is it that, that of double edged sword there is, is that just describes what it's like to live in this country where people can be so, so happy and at the same time just be like, no, nah, no, I hate it. Everything's awful. I, you know, and it, it and, to, and to be honest, you know, I, again, I, I didn't know. And I, so, so again, real, real quick here, a couple things about Scottish and the, and, uh, in the U.S. movies here, so my my mom wasn't my mom wasn't a big fan of Train Spotting, you know. Um, and again, I think there's because there was a lot of the portrayal of certain things of it, right? And it was a, maybe a little raw, if you maybe maybe you know. I never really talked to her too much about it. I just knew she, again, it was a little raw. That was a very raw movie, right? And oh, again, yeah. you know, so those that are who maybe who know that a little bit more probably say that is spot on i don't know james right but then you go something you know my folks despised fat bastard that character he did i love that i love that character i mean he's got he's got great lines but it's like like the portrayal of a scottish character playing that is like a little a little much right again because then people have this connotation right is that's all you that's all you're thinking about is you know uh all all those lines of Mike Myers said, but but I, I I got a Mike Myers one for you here now. So I'm told. So Mike Myers grew up in Toronto, mm-hmm. and he based his whole character off of his neighbor and neighbors, and 
that is how he got that character for what ended up being in SNL, which ultimately being uh, in uh, all his movies that he done a Scottish character on. And uh, I, from what I understand, it was my 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 aunt's or my uncle or my you know or my aunt's husband's sister and brother-in-law it was, it's based off of their character because they live in toronto so supposedly so the first time my cousin who knew who knows these folks actually saw that movie when it came out on you know vhs or whatever it was back then in the 90s they saw him he was spot on right he, he was dying because it was actually was named i guess after him or whatever so i don't know how mike myers got away with naming the character you know if you watch saturday night live all things Scottish, right? He actually uses the name Stuart Ranking, which is actually pretty funny. So, but yeah, those are those are some great lines. It's, the the SNL stuff is uh, pretty spot on, right? You, you you know how it goes. Like you know, they're ready to fight. Two brothers are ready to fight, but then they want to hug each other, and then they're ready to fight. <laughs> yeah. So I've never Saturday Night Live is something that we don't really get. I mean, we you can get it here, but it's not something that's sort of like regularly watched. But I have looked up some of his stuff and. Just all the kind of Scottish characters. He's one of the few people who I would trust to play a Scottish character. One of the few Americans I would trust to play a Scottish character now, purely based off of Fat Bastard and Trek, I suppose. Um, so, um, Donkey. Yeah. It's oh, see the the amount of people that have like. I'm kind of glad that that Braveheart hasn't become such a big thing for like younger generations as much because it means that they've moved away from yelling freedom at Scottish people um, but you do get some you do get some Shrek quotes oh yeah for yeah for sure I mean he definitely he's been playing that he hey well why not you know so that if, yeah, if you if you want your Braveheart reference and a kilt reference you'll check out my TikTok page because I have both of that in one of my TikTok uh, posts so I'll leave, I'll leave it at that for folks that want to check out my TikTok page, Drums and Rums. Yeah, well, I will, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tag, I'll put the, I'll put the link into the, the description. Of this one as well. Anyway, I feel like I could so sit got, and chat for hours and hours and hours. Oh, again, I know for sure. I, and I know you talked about rum, right? So back to the rum. I haven't tried any Scottish rum, but I actually am drinking some rum actually right now. Um, actually drinking uh, a coffee rum from Siesta Key. They, they're actually here in Florida. And it, so it's a coffee rum, and I and I found a bottle of uh, cream soda sitting on the table when I got home, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna make myself a little coffee and cream cocktail. Um, so it was actually pretty uh, pretty tasty. So, see, my, my my choice is always rum and ginger beer. I always quite enjoy that. There you go. Okay. Yes. So, um, right. Well, I don't have anything else, Caitlin. You've been very quiet. I know you're not feeling great. So thanks for. You know, dragging yourself out of bed to come and record. Yeah, no, this was really um, fun listening and kind of being involved. <laughs> Caitlin, I, Caitlin, I think you need to make a hot toddy. Go find that scotch. I don't even Go know what a hot toddy there. is. So. Oh, well, there's oh there there's there's a whole subject for another podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, but no, thanks for thanks for coming on. It's been it's been, it's been such a laugh. Um, it's good to get a kind of mixed view. My God, my voice is going. Good to get a bit mixed for you between, you know, obviously with what you've heard from family and everything, but, but you know, growing up in, in, in the States. Uh, no, it's been good. I will I will put the link to your podcast and to this podcast on Twitter. Um, Twitter is at Across T Pond. 
I can never get that right. And I will also put the Discord link in there as well for anyone else that wants to join. But other than that, I don't have anything. Caitlin? No, Mom. I'm all good. Paul, anything you want to add? No, that's it. I appreciate the uh, the chat, and I'm, I'm glad to be your first guest. Uh, I, I truly love, you know, again, I agree. Probably we could sit in here and talk for hours. So uh, you got to... Look, look us up when you're uh, here, if you're ever going to come here in the States. So I appreciate you guys. So good luck on uh, Keep It Going, the podcast here. And uh, cheers. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening to Across the Ponds. Um, I'm not sure when we'll be back for the next season, but we'll let you guys know on social media. Bye. Bye. Bye.